Yes. And I, and I said, I'm like, you know what, if I were to like, I don't know, break my leg right now, I couldn't cast myself like right here, right now alone. I would go to the hospital and have the professionals cast it for me. It is the same thing, Ma. Like there are people on this earth, like you said, who have the gift and the education to like help me guide you know, guide me through a little bit and help me learn myself more importantly. Like, I'm gonna do that. Like, it's okay. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. for listening to another edition of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherline. And we are the duo of Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast production management company business and all of the things that edit podcasts and do show notes and a whole bunch of other shit that we're not going to talk about right now because we have Cassandra Dunbar with us today. <laughs> if you don't know cassandra dunbar she is actually the host of be well sis podcast which if you haven't listened to it you're doing yourself a huge disservice so i'm gonna read a little bit of her bio and then we're gonna talk to cassandra cassandra is a mom of two spirited boys wife doctor and educator years of quote doing it all finally culminated in a severe burnout following the traumatic birth of her now two-year-old son. Now she is passionate about self-care practices for Black millennial women, especially moms, who have been socialized to be self-sacrificing since birth. She is the host of Be Well Sis podcast, a wellness podcast dedicated to providing resources and candid conversations that empowers Black millennial women to be their best selves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Cassandra, get yourself off a of mute and say some words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm very excited less. to have you. So happy to be here. So Sherline was listening to your podcast and she was like, I'm about to tell you business. She was like, I need to get me a therapist. I was listening to Be Well Sis podcast and she was saying, and I was like, Cassandra drops the knowledge. Let me tell you, I'm an advocate for everybody to have a therapist. Like if you are living, you need a therapist, period, in my opinion, because life is hard, it's complicated and we were taught things that need to be untaught, unlearned and there's just a lot happening all the time. And yes, therapy for everybody. <laughs> I concur. I, I, it's funny for the last couple of weeks I've been thinking, I was like, I need to get me a therapist. I need to get me a virtual therapist. I need, I need to get me a black woman therapist who understands like minority woman pains and minority woman culture. Cause there are just some things that you can't explain in different family circumstances. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I have enough to say about things. I don't want to have to explain the unexplainable. Yep. 
yep, you don't want to have to like catch somebody up before you then unpack whatever you want to unpack, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess. And you know, now is a really good time. The only silver lining to COVID is that a lot of therapists are, I think most therapists are seeing people online now. So if you were in a place where there aren't that many women of color um, therapists, now the world is your oyster. You know, you just hop online and, and find somebody you guys can have a Zoom call like I have with mine. <laughs> and I love how now they're actually doing commercials with people who are very popular. I don't like saying the word celebrity. Mm-hmm. I just I like saying well-known. <laughs> I hear you. Because <laughs> look, they put their pants on just like I put my pants on. <laughs> right. Some right. of them are a lot more physically fit than mine, so there may not be as much wheezing, but... <laughs> <laughs> not wheezing, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but those pants get up. So okay. they're just well-known people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and having those, like, those conversations and saying, it's okay if you're in a mental health, and you don't even have to be in a mental health crisis, but to alleviate some of those stressors before it turns into a crisis. Yes, 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 yes. Especially with right now, because, I mean, we've been in it for almost a year, but this shit is weird. Like, it's weird. It's frustrating. People have actually, like, lost people. People have lost jobs. People are, are homeschooling kids and working. It's it's a lot. People are, like, spending their whole days with their family, which wasn't the norm before. It, it's just a lot. And you got to talk to somebody about it. Somebody who's unbiased because I can't tell my husband that he's on my damn nerves. I'm like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to us nowhere. Yeah, you can. It's just right, not right. going to be a fruitful conversation. Right, right. <laughs> you know? So now I go to my therapist and ask her, you know, how do I say this in a respectful manner where he hears what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tell us your your journey and how you came into this because you have so many different facets to yourself. How did you decide that Be Well's podcast was, was going to be a thing? And why did you name it that? Why did you concentrate on mental health? Tell us all your business. Oh, I will. Listen, how much time I got? Um, <laughs> I tell everything. But let me see. So as you mentioned before, I had a traumatic birth with my second so my pregnancy was completely normal, um, nothing really to speak of. There were a couple of things that I found to be off because I was comparing both pregnancies. So the last pregnancy with the one from uh, with my oldest son and things were a little bit different. I adjusted with my um, my midwives. They're like, you know what? Everything's fine. He's growing appropriately. Like your healthy blood pressure is normal. Sugar is level. Like he's fine. He looks fine on ultrasound. Like nothing to talk about. So I know how I am. I know I get a little bit anxious when I'm pregnant, just knowing all the things that it takes to produce a human. Like, I'm just like, oh gosh, like, I hope everything is timed right. So I get a little anxious, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just tripping. Let me just let them do their thing. They said, he's fine. He's fine. Um, Long story short, when it was time to deliver, he wasn't fine. Um, He lost oxygen while coming out. Um, So... Just, it all hit the fan. When he came out, he was like, he, they looked at his arm and he just dropped. He had no muscle tone. He was as white as like a wall. Um, he could barely cry, was not really breathing. Just, he looked like he had one foot in the grave. So they had to put him into a medically induced coma to preserve brain function, right? 
So he was the NICU for a little bit. They discharged me because I was fine. Um, and in the meantime, he's born around Christmas. I have my then four-year-old. I'm trying to figure out how to be a mom to two kids um, and how to just make Christmas special for my four-year-old because it was his first Christmas. He actually knew what was going on. Because the four was just like, it was for us, not for him. But this time he was excited. He's going to have a brother. He understood like gifts and like all that stuff. And I come home without his brother, number one. And number two, this Christmas was a little bit weird. I'm like running back and forth to the hospital till I drop off my milk. I was pumping and then giving them the milk. Um, so he eventually came home. I'll back up. While in the NICU, everything that could have gone wrong also went wrong there. So he had a seizure, liver failure, blood transfusions, plasma transfusions. We thought he may not be able to hear because at one point his ear was bleeding. Um, just everything just went wrong, right? So he eventually was discharged. Um, and my fear was that one night I'd be up breastfeeding him or just taking care of him in the middle of the night and he would have a seizure or something would happen and we'd be back at square one. So essentially for the first year, I was holding my breath and I was trying to do all the things. I tried to be a good mom to him, be a good mom to my older one, be a wife, be a daughter. My mom lives with us. Um, I went back to work eventually, try to be a good like employee and be present and show up at work and just do all the things. And as Grateful as I was for my family and grateful as I was for my kids and their health, I would go to bed like wishing I just did not wake up the next day. And my doula reached out to me just to check on me and she like heard it in my voice that something's just not right. And she's just like, um, have you seen your therapist? Because I was seeing a therapist way before, right? But I stopped during pregnancy because I got lazy to drive back and forth. And I was just like, no, I haven't. She's like, do me a favor and give her a call just to chat. So because she told me to, I called and I went back to see her. And she just like, okay, so walk me through your day. So I walked her through my day. And she just like, okay, so what are you doing for yourself? I'm like, um, nothing really. She just like, I mean, that's the problem right there. Like you're doing all these things and you're all these things for other people, but you're not showing up for yourself. So you have nothing to give. So that was like, okay, you're right. Absolutely right. Maybe I'm comfortable to talk about it and to have that mirror, you know, to my face. And I was like, she's right. So I decided to, I had to commit to her that I would do one thing a day for an hour for like two, three weeks to see how I felt and report back. And I did it. And it made a difference, a huge difference in just my outlook and how I parent, how I show up as a wife, this is how I show up in the world as myself. Like, I really believe you have to take care of yourself first before you take care of anybody else. Um, let me stop talking now. <laughs> you can talk forever. And I would just, I mean, the 12 different ways in which, in which I've postured my body <laughs> listening to you. Cause this isn't our first rodeo. We have had face-to-face -face conversations yeah. and I, never knew this experience yeah. that you had yeah and, and your son is how old now six uh, my oldest is six and then my little is two yeah and so thank god he is a miracle we actually just had another follow-up appointment with his um pediatric neurologist and she just like lights up when she sees him she's just like i remember him and i read his chart and when i look at him she's like 
just worlds uh, apart from what I read and what I see. And she's like, he's just a miracle. And he absolutely is. Because we weren't sure. We we're bracing ourselves to to have like a special needs child and to like learn whatever we need to learn, you know? Um, but he's hit his milestones. He's a regular two-year-old who's like, you know, terrorizing us right now. But um, he's okay. He's healthy. So... Yeah, What a testament to God and to you and to your husband and even to your son. Yeah. Because that's a a family trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a trauma as a woman. It's a trauma as a new mom, as you are going through all of your hormonal changes. Mm -hmm. It's it's a trauma to your husband, that worry, that constant. And then as you said bringing him home mm-hmm. for the first year with bated breath, waiting for something to go home because that, that yep. trauma is trapped in your body. Yep. So learning how to release that. I do have to ask, what was the very first thing that you did for yourself for the one hour? Um, I think I went to the gym. Yes. I went to the gym. I found like a boxing, like little boxing boutique. I'm like I just want to try it. Let me see what it's about. And I liked it. I'm like, you know what? They move myself for a little bit, get out the house, just be by myself. That was my thing, was a boxing class. And yeah, yeah. No, that's incredible because, I mean, I think already it's difficult enough being a mother than having a second child and then you still have to keep face, you know what I mean? Like yeah, to your child and to your husband and, and, and to everyone just so that you're like, Oh, it's going to be okay when you're like breaking down inside. And so I, I, I commend you because that's a lot. And also I commend you for accepting going to therapy and getting help because I think as minorities um, and, and if I'm, I'm not correct, you're, mm-hmm. you're Haitian as well. Right. So like yes. mm-hmm. we're all from these backgrounds of like older therapy, you yep. know, you, you tough times happen, you get through it. Because that's how my yep. family is. I'm like, yep. all of them, like, all y'all need therapy. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> None of them yep. would ever accept that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then you're seen as weak if you do. Yes. That's and the so, big one. And so that's just it. It's like being able to accept that is just huge in itself. Yeah. So I commend you. I remember when I was, um, my mom used to have to help me out when I would go to therapy because it would be like midday appointment. I'm like, can you please watch um, the little one as I go to therapy? And she's just like, therapy? You know, guys, you don't pray enough. You have to pray. Pray. Go to Jesus. You don't therapy. Go to Jesus. You don't pray enough. I'm just like, yes, I, I went to Jesus and Jesus said, go to therapy. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. Thank you so much for bringing that up and for giving people allowance and permission to say, I have religion. Mm-hmm. My religion told me to take my ass mm-hmm. to an impartial person mm-hmm. who is going to advise me on my mental health yes. and what I need to do to get myself right. Like because God put this person through that, prof- you know, through, through that studies, like that profession, that gift that they have. Yes. For that reason, so that like you can get that help. Yes, yes. And I and I said, I'm like, you know what? If I were to like, I don't know, break my leg right now, I couldn't cast myself like right here, right now, alone. I would go to the hospital and have the professionals cast it for me. It is the same thing, Ma. Like, 
there are people on this earth, like you said, who have the gift and the education to like help me guide, you know, guide me through a little bit and help me learn myself more importantly. Like I'm gonna do that. Like it's okay. And I was so embarrassed because I felt so weak. Like you mentioned, I felt like, dang, I'm supposed to be like this strong black Caribbean woman and I got to go talk to somebody else. But I'm like, you know what? I, I need to, because if I'm feeling every night that I don't want to wake up in the morning, like there, that's a, there's a problem. I need to get better. Like this should not be life. And not only that, like I see the traumas of my family and and like my grandparents and how they've passed that on to their kids. And I'm like, yo, I need, I need to end that with me. I don't want to have kids and then pass that trauma on to them. And again, being from the Caribbean, like they, it is such it's like, oh, you're, you're strong, you're survivors, you know, you get mm-hmm. through all this stuff. We, we immigrated here. Like yes. you know, we, we went through all of that. You can get through anything. And I believe I, I agree. I can get mm-hmm. through anything with the right help. Yes. Because I, it's like, I see what you guys are going through and I, and now I'm trying to unlearn the traumas that you guys had that you've yeah. tried to pass on to me. Like I'm, I'm unlearning these things. I'm yeah. like, and I don't want to have to give that to my kids. So yes. it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so, so, so important. And mm-hmm. I love that you advocate that for so many minority listeners. Like mm-hmm. I, I truly, truly enjoyed your podcast the whole time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have a, like the whole time. I was just like, I was like, I love when I can find my people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's it's so true. You know what I mean. And I love that we're hearing that we're hearing other minority women say it's okay to get help. Yes, we all need it. There's no mm-hmm. shame in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And and that's another thing is that there's no shame in also talking to your friends about the fact that you're in therapy because I think that talking about it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I might go to therapy, but I'm gonna like keep it hush hush. Yep. People think I'm like people think I'm crazy or something. Right, right. And it's like, no, talk to your friends about it, like because if anything, that helps them. That that yep. starts to like release that stigma. You yes, know what I mean? It's normalizing it now for sure. Yeah. And and you know, in the beginning, I did feel like only my best friend knew about it. Like I'm not gonna tell anybody my business. So my best friend, my husband knew. But now I'm just like, I'll tell anybody, anybody on the street, like, hey, I'm going to therapy. You want to come? Like, let's do this. <laughs> um, yes. And I like that you mentioned the the traumas that are passed down to generation. I realized that I have, and I'm working on, like, I don't communicate, like, whatever I'm going through. So let's just say me and you live together and you do something really minor, Right. It's gonna. It bothers me. I'll just like internalize that, not say anything to you. So you think everything is gravy, and I'm just like fuming on the inside. Like there's this big thing between us. But all I had to like do was open my mouth and just talk. Like, hey, I don't like the way you put the the dish away. Something so stupid. Like, and that's just how I was raised. And we just don't talk about things. We don't want to be uncomfortable. That's not healthy. I want my kids to like always express themselves and that they feel heard and and seen. Because I did not as a kid. And I think that like you carry that through life and it's just not healthy. So I'm just trying to raise some kids that are whole and as whole as possible. And I could only do that if if I'm whole too, right? So trying to, yeah, keep working yeah. at it. Amen. My mother always used to say this and I used to always get upset with her as a child when she would say it. She'd always say, it's God, me, and then my children and I was like that's not selfish you like before your children I was like what 
And then as I got older, I started to realize, I'm like, yo, it's so true. I'm like, if you don't put yourself first, you have nothing to give. Yep. You yep. you really have nothing to give. So it, it, I, you know, I, I just, I agree 100% yeah. with you. My mother-in-law used to say, um, you know, on the airplane, if something like shit hits the fan on the airplane, they always say to put your um mask on. mask on first then your neighbors and she'd always say it because when we first got married and had my first son we lived with her for a while and she just saw that I was like just constantly going 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 and she's just like girl like what have you done for yourself and I just it just didn't click it didn't connect and she's like put your own mask on first Cass and I'm like okay now I get it I had to like burn out to understand what she meant absolutely take care of myself first and everything else will fall into place yeah and I think that breaking that stigma too, where I think as women, we feel so guilty when we're not burned out from giving so much, you know what I mean? Because we are always taught that like, you have to take care of everyone else, your kids, your husband, everything. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think especially as like Caribbean women, it's it's like, oh, you know, you're, you're taught like how important your husband is and how you need to make sure you're taking care of his needs. And yeah, so I think it's, I, I, I give props to my grandmother too, because my grandmother would still always tell me like, you come first, like mm-hmm. as much, she, she's like, I had 10 kids. She's like, I know, but she's like, you come first. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that. Yeah. But it also goes back to, at least in my household with my parents, it was what happens in this house stays in this house. So, mm-hmm. and that is a very much black family type of thing. Mm-hmm. where don't be telling my business on the streets. Mm-hmm. If you come from a bad black family and you didn't ha- hear that terminology, you are in the minority. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Family business is in the family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't encouraged mm-hmm. to go out mm-hmm. and to talk to others about things that were bothering you. Yeah. Not so much as it was said, you know, suck it up, buttercup, but the implication was that was that. And I love that you took this experience, took because it because it was pretty much like a year and a half traumatic experience. And you decided. I am going to help other people by the medium of podcasting to know that they're not alone. Yeah to know that this is what I had gone through and this was my solution. And this is what's not only helping me, but it's helping my children. It's helping my relationship. It's helping my husband. It's helping my mother. Because having that collective of understanding, she had some crazy stuff happening, some really impactful change your life and she turned it into something so beautiful and allowing others to share their experiences too. So thank you. Thank you. You know, honestly, and this sounds crazy. This, I owe a lot of it to um, my therapist who most of the time I don't want to talk to her because I know she's going to say something that makes me really look in the mirror and I don't, may not like what I see in the mirror, but she's dead right. So the podcast came from, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while and I shared that with her. 
And then I remember like the last session we had before I put out my um, trailer, I was like telling her, you know, I think I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And she was just like, just do it. Like just, okay. Like she's like, I've been going through my notes. Like, okay, you mentioned it here and there, do it. So then I was like, I felt dumb. I was like, all right, well, let me just just do this. Let me just (laughs) hit submit. Like, fine. Um, So yeah, so I I did it because I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it. And two, you know, one of the things that I realized is as I was like searching for like wellness, like type of like podcasts and blogs and different resources, nobody looks like me, you know, like it's it's very white and affluent. I'm just like, I can't be the only black person or person of color looking for wellness resources. It just, what they were saying just did not resonate with me, you know? So I'm like, I, I know I'm not the only person who's in this predicament. So let me just step out here and do something different. And I'll try it for like a year and see what happens. And yeah. So let's talk about the impact that your podcast has had. Drop those awards that you've won thus far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, drop it. Um, I went to, so I got the um, best new podcast and best health and wellness podcast. This was awarded back in, I don't know, like, the summer just, maybe just, i, I thought it was december of last year that you were awarded possibly i'll be honest covid has like ruined my brain because i i don't know i can't tell time like it's all it's all, it's all just one long month it's, exactly <laughs> i i'm having such a hard time trying to figure out even seasons like when did this happen i need to take notes because the girl's going through. Maybe I should like see a doctor about it. I don't know. Like something's not right. <laughs> but in the short amount of time that you've had this podcast, it has been recognized yeah. as one of the most well-known and listened to podcasts on on mental health. So, wow. girl, look wow. what you did. Wow. All with you trying to tell your story. Because I think what people forget, like when you're going through something. I don't know about you, but maybe I'm alone in this. I don't know. I Google shit. <laughs> I like, I'm like, okay, I'm going through this. Maybe other people out there have been brave enough to talk about it. And, and maybe I'll feel less alone. Yeah. And you did that. You did that for so many women. And it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a tremendous amount of courage. Cause again, considering the background you come from, you know what I mean? What we've all been taught. So it's to just feel like even if they never have met you in person or had a conversation with you, just the simple fact that they're like, yes, someone else is going through this. Someone else sees me. It makes a huge difference. And it doesn't surprise me just from listening to the the few episodes that I have of your podcast. I fell in love. Like I was just like, I, I was so excited. And I'm like, it, it doesn't surprise me that it's gotten the accolades that it has. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and I want to create like a community where people feel seen and, and heard and not like they're weird or whatever, or if they're all weird, okay, let's be weird together. Like it's fine. So I, I'm, I'm happy at the way things are going. And can I tell you too? So way in the beginning of like my podcasting journey is when I met you, Bethany. And I forget 
what group we met in. It was like in some Facebook group, I think. Um, so at the time, I was just trying to really figure things out and try to like figure out any technical pieces of podcasting because damn, um, it's a lot. Um, and just trying to figure out like I knew what I wanted to say, but I didn't know how to like say it. And I don't know how we ended up having a call together. And I, I don't know, like Bethany, you're a joy. You're just a gem. Like you help me get like clarity around some things. And what's interesting is that I'm very introverted. I like I have extroverted tendencies, but I'm really to myself. And it takes me a while to like really open up. And something about just you, I was just like tell you all my business, like from the get go, like I had known you. Um, but just in speaking to you, like I got so much clarity behind like how I want to like do things and just just to come out of my shell. And that's the one thing that I remember. You were just like, girl, just be you. Like, do that. I still <laughs> remember. And I, I may, I'm getting ready to get my period. So I may be very hormonal. Because I'm, I'm getting choked up about it. I'm getting choked up about it. I remember it was the daytime conversation mm-hmm. that we had, that we had scheduled. We got on together. You had your hair in a bun. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I, I'm telling you, I remember like it was yesterday. Your little ones were running around. <laughs> I think it was like maybe April of right. last year. The beginning wanted... of the pandemic. Yes. 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 It was the very beginning of the pandemic. The kids had just started like remote learning. Yes. We were trying to figure it all out. Yes. And we were talking and I said to you, Cassandra, who you are right now is not the episode that I listened to on your podcast. Yes. And because I was so taken aback by your spirit and your joy and your love, and it wasn't reflected in what I had heard. And I was like, you were, I I would have thought that you were two completely different people. And you were like, huh. You had such professional voice on that I could see right through. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to tell you your business. Like, who am I? I'm just like some chick on the street who just listens to podcasts. (laughs) But I'm like, your joy and your essence is not on display. And you were so gracious. I want and to hear it. So receptive. And I'm t- and, and you were like, and your your little one came up and yes. he sat on your lap. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm just going to be in her life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I really appreciate it. You know, the thing is, too, with this podcasting journey, I've really, this is the first time that I allowed myself to really be an amateur. I think in everything else in life, I'm like, no, I need to study, study, study. So that way I can show up like knowing it all. And in this, I was just like, well, I don't know shit. And it's what it is. And I'm going to take it one day at a time and take feedback and like listen to people who have come before me who know more about it and just be a student. And I think, I don't know, I I just, I I always want to like know more and I want to hear feedback and your feedback was right on the money, especially because at a level I knew it, right? So I knew I'm like, this is not me. But I think I was trying to do what 
what I think podcasters should do is like show up with that like news voice and like very serious. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And you said it. And I was like, yeah, it's not right. (laughs) And I loved it because we, that initial conversation, we would check in on each other. Like a month later, I'd be like, Sandra, how you doing? Cassandra, how you doing? Bethany, how you doing? Like, and I I love how you're like, oh, I just hit record and I just threw this up. And it was like that. If you look at Be Well Sis website, it is stunning. It's gorgeous. I don't think Cassandra has ever just thrown up something (laughs) and just been like, okay, this is what it's going to be. It's gorgeous. Like, it's a whole brand. There's there was nothing small about even beginning your podcast. You just weren't being your authentic you. It was still amazing, but it wasn't you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you like your colors were on point. I was like, what? This chick got like two episodes and she doing all the damn things i would go to your website i was like she's standing she's standing those professional photos she's doing power poses i was like listen listen i got so lucky because um my web designer who's probably so mad at my website now because i've been trying to do things and they have this slowly like (laughs) destroying what she did um she had never worked with a podcaster before so she was like She's just, she's brilliant. Um, the woman that, um, put my website together and she helped me with my branding too. She did just everything for me. And so we launched like the first episode. Like I had like the initial graphic and everything. And she gave me like my locals. Like just everything came together. She saw bigger than I saw. And I'm just so grateful for it. Um, cause had I approached her like today, I could not afford her. Like period. <laughs> so it just worked out. Like, really did. Everything was in alignment because it's what you were supposed to do. I hope so. (laughs) You are helping so many people on such a mass level that you could never help individually. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I think that's another thing that COVID, as awful as it is in itself, has really done for people is that it brought together these communities because you know virtual anything wasn't as accepted as it is right now. Yeah. So the fact that everyone is so willing to do everything virtually now because it's the only thing they can really do, right. I think, has blown up podcasting that much more. Yeah. It truly yeah. has. And to be able to find your people, because I feel like I have found more of my people and they're nowhere near a few Bethany is is my exception there (laughs) they're not like within my immediate like you know 30 mile radius yeah um they're everywhere else and it's and it's incredible that you're able to connect with them through so many different avenues um and and in a time where you know things can be really lonely it's nice to have people that you can relate to and people that like you search for kind of like I'll bring this back to like you know how in high school your best friends you have in high school it's usually because you were like all stuck together yeah but when you go to college it's like you choose you start to choose people who have the same interest as you who start to align with the same beliefs that you do and so that bond is very different from that bond you had with someone who was from high school so it's like it feels like that 
but even more so now with this like virtual space and I love it. Yeah, same. Definitely feel that's like been like a huge plus to maybe the only plus <laughs> to to the pandemic. So we had prior to um beginning this episode, we talked all about the suit. <laughs> listen, listen, you guys and Spoonful of Comfort, like, really did your thing. I feel so special. I haven't had this soup. <laughs> you are special. That's why you got it. Because <laughs> you fill the world with love and acceptance. So we need to fill you with delicious soup and rolls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so good. And I was saying before, like, my day was, like, kind of mad, you know. But this the soup, like, brightened up my day. Like, I... <sighs> So grateful. I got the um, poblano chicken chowder. Can we talk about how that is like the choice right now? And it's only been, I don't know, the last six guests have all chosen the <laughs> poblano chicken. Sherline, we need to get on I this know, poblano chicken because we still haven't <laughs> had it. Oh, please. Please order it. It's we had we just had chicken noodle soup and we were like, this company is the one. After um, we had it, we were like, this is the one. This is it's going to happen. Like we just need to work with them. And oh, but we haven't tried the chicken poblano. Please, please imagine. do. Oh, it's to. so good. It, it like my expectation is completely different than what I expected, in a really good way. Like, so much so that I literally was looking at the back of, like, the, the packaging and like, trying to figure out what are these ingredients they got up in here? Like, can I duplicate this? Probably not. But let's see. <laughs> it's, like, flavorful and, like, it's just good. I'm, this is now going to be, like, what I send people because I'm over edible arrangements and flowers. Like, they need a beautiful package like this. This is nice. Love it. It's such an experience. and And it's such, like, a... I'm thinking of you. I hear you. I see you. I honor you. Thank you. All wrapped in one box. Yes. 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 And in my culture, like if you, to show love, you feed people like, and this is, yes, (laughs) I feel loved (laughs) and I want to show that love to somebody else (laughs) and that love too. Yes. (laughs) When Cheryl and I were discussing how to go about creating this podcast, that's what we like. We're like, at first there was uh okay, are we going to make them the soup ourselves and then send it to them? And and then we found this company and then COVID happened. We found this company, but we want every single person that's either listening or a guest to feel love and to feel like we're talking to them and we are sharing experiences of our guests to not only invite entertainment and delightness into their world Mm -hmm. but also if they have something that they truly want to turn into a podcast Mm -hmm. introducing them to women of color or allies of women of color who are part of this podcasting podcasting realm Mm -hmm. who have their own podcast who don't have just the norm podcast Mm -hmm. who have taken a chance and taken their experiences and created kind of an expertise around it if people are if if women are looking to become editors or to become graphic artists 
mm-hmm. revolving around, or musicians revolving around editing, we're introducing them to people who actually do that, that yeah. are women. Yeah. It, um, I, I, I love the, the, um, the take that you guys are taking on this um, podcast, too. Like, I, first of all, when I listen, because you have a relationship with these people beforehand, it, it's, like, so warm and just... I don't know, like what you've set to do, like you guys are doing it. And I think now that I'm like doing something creatively, because I've never done that before, I can imagine how fulfilling like that is to like, you had your vision and you're actually executing it. it so congrats to you guys. And it, it's a, a brilliant platform. You guys are doing a really amazing job. It's, it's, it's nice. Today I was actually listening to you guys because I was having a, uh, yeah, I was like, let me see what I could do to pick myself up. And the episode was with, um, uh, she is the host of Sisters Connect. Her name is Kimberly Steve. Sumter. Yes, I knew Sumter. Yes. And that was just a love fest. And I was like, I needed that. I needed to like, you know, I felt like I was like being held. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, because sometimes like the oftentimes life is hard and you know even though I'm sitting here and I'm working from home like I was by myself in this office right like I was done working with my son with his work and I'm like just sitting here by myself like it just felt I needed like some company and you held me down for for a couple hours girl (laughs) (laughs) this whole podcast is just a ploy for Sherline and I to kiki with our crew I love it. Truly. I because that's it. that's honestly it's my favorite part is every time I have um we end one of these recordings, I'm like, I leave so satisfied. Like like I just talked to my girls and like we yes. had a good time. You know what I mean? It's I really I'm and I'm always in awe of these incredible women out there that I'm like, how did I not know that they existed before this? Like <laughs> how did I not like it so it just proves to me that like your our people are out there and we just need to like have the right ear and mm-hmm. and as soon as you start vibrating yourself higher you start to find those people more yeah. and and I would say I'm like Bethany I am grateful to you and the connections that you've made because Bethany is so good at really vetting people like she does not allow the wrong people to penetrate her life like she's just like nice. nope nope like boundaries <laughs> and then it, you know what I mean? So I always know that whoever it is that we she invites or whether it's a client, you know, someone that we, we talk to on the podcast, it, it's going to feel like we've all known each other for a while. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. so I love it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm excited to, you know, continue with this journey and, and do all the things and meet more incredible women and then further the, you know, the relationships with the women we have met. Yeah. Yeah. That was such and, a pleasant way for Sherline to be like, Bethany's a boundary bitch. And, no. she- <laughs> and you know what? I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Because you know what? That's one thing that I'm working on this year is like discernment and really enforcing my boundaries. Because I think I'm uh, I'm a little too open sometimes, you know, and then or what I've been doing that I'm not doing anymore was if I have a, a quick gut feeling, I'll disregard her. Mm-mm, no more. Now, if I have a feeling about something, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to wait for, for it to manifest. I'm just going to like boundaries. Yes. I'm all about oh, it. Oh, I love your 2021 word of discernment. Yes. It's so needed. Yes. It's yes. so important. So mm-hmm. I, you know, 
we know that you listen to Be Wells's podcast because it's yours, boo. And we know that you listen to us because mm-hmm. we're just full of shenanigans and ballyhoo. Love. But what other episodes, what other episodes, <laughs> <laughs> what other podcasts do you listen to? Okay, so my fave right now um, is The Read. They, um, girl, you know, they're just hilarious. They like, are. Read they just, <laughs> yes, they, and they say what I'm feeling. Like, you know, like, they, yeah. they, there's no filters with them whatsoever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you listen to the latest episode when they were talking about the tragedy of Justin Timberlake and his stupid, quote unquote apology apology to Janet mm-hmm. Jackson and Britney Spears. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave Britney out of it for a hot second mm-hmm. and go to Janet Jackson. Because that's when I was like, I'm done yeah. with you, JT. Because he straight up steals black culture. Yes. From in sync days. From mm-hmm. his perm curly mm-hmm. hair to his style mm-hmm. to his dance. To mm-hmm. his hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that made him have all that money. Mm-hmm. And Janet Jackson was flambeed on that stage. Yeah. And he did. And he's the one who tore it off. Right. Right. you like, oh no. Right. I had no idea. Right. I was. And yeah. I remember that Super Bowl. Like it was, I was hot. Cause I yeah. was like, that's not okay. Yeah. Why is she mm-hmm. getting all of the like people pulling from her? Yeah. And he was like, I'm moonwalking out of here unscathed. Yep. 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 Um, but unfortunately, you already know how it is though. Like, how many years ago was that? That has to be at least 20. like right. I want to say it was 20, 2005. Was it? Was it that? Was that a little? Sounds about right. I thought it was 2005. I don't know. You're right. So it wasn't. Oh, you know what? No. That long ago. No. I, I think like it may have been. But it was, it was over 10 years ago, right? Yeah. And I just feel like nothing's really changed because if there's going to be blame for anything, it's going to be the woman. And then if she's a woman of color, it's going to be her. Like, she's going to take the downfall. White men get away with whatever they want to do. Like, down to like this sorry ass impeachment like trial like i'm done like it is what it is you know what i mean um i'm and trying a, my best not what, to be enraged <laughs> and what <laughs> black person was shocked that he was acquitted nope, nope. there was more shock for oj <laughs> <laughs> more shock for oj we were all right. like, what the fuck has happened <laughs> when, OJ, right. when OJ was acquitted? <laughs> what the right. fuck? But then the spawn of the Kardashians, Kardashians happened from that. So clearly there was a deal with the devil somewhere around there. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Someone has a mark of the beast. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Someone has a mark Seriously. of the beast. Because OJ got yeah. off and now the Kardashians are in our lives. Like they're just regular people and they're not. 
Speaking of OJ, I could have sworn OJ had, yes, he posted a video talking about the impeachment, about like, he knows something or knows something about a child or he knows something about whatever cases. I'm just like, sir, please go sit down. Like, (laughs) why are you here? Like. Juice. No one wants to hear from you. Please. Ever. Ever. Go sit down somewhere, please. Who moved Um, the rock? Put the rock back on top of him. (laughs) But. So but yes, the read is a hot mess and I enjoy them immensely. I love them. <laughs> and you know what it is? I like their perspective. A, usually it is similar to mine, but I like hearing LGBTQ perspectives on things. Um, unfortunately, I don't have anybody immediately in my life right now who is from that community. And I just like to hear like, what's your take on the, the shit that's happening, you know? Um, Girl, you need yeah. to get yourself... A gay male friends. Girl, I don't have any friends in real life. That's the thing. All of my friends are through the internet. I'm going to need COVID to rise up. You understand? And go away. So I can send you a plane ticket. So you can get your ass to the state, and I should say, the commonwealth in which we reside. (laughs) And I'm going to introduce you to my gay bestie. Yay! And he's going to introduce you to his fiance. Love it. And we are going to wreck some shit up. <laughs> Listen, Cheryl's going to come. It. She's going to bring her her gay crew. <laughs> I am going to hold you to it. Listen, Girl, I really you, am. you don't even know. You're going to come back. Your husband's going to be like, "What happened?" Even my husband is like, "I love Maddie." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my best gay male friend. My husband was talking about something regarding football. He screenshot my husband's Facebook post, sent me a private message, and he was like, will you teach me how to talk straight? <laughs> I was like, boy, I don't know how to talk straight. How the hell am I going to teach you? <laughs> oh, you need one goodness. in your life. Listen, as soon as the world opens back up, I'm going to try to leave my house. Because the thing is, too, even before COVID, I'm very much a homebody. So if I didn't meet you through school or through work, and then we moved um, from Chicago to Charlotte um, a couple of years back, I haven't just been in my house with my kids. So, but it's changing, though. I'm going to step out the house. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> it really is. We will post an ad below for yes. a new, like... Friend. Friend. <laughs> in the friend. show notes we're gonna have find a gay best friend find a male you need a male gay best friend first yes you yes. can't enter the lgbt community without having at least an hour-long conversation with a gay man who is just fabulous on in every sense of the word fabulous and they will change your life Don't all for the better me. I believe it. I believe it. I believe I'm it. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have my Maddie contact you. Yes. So, <laughs> so I love that you mentioned Jill Scott. So Kim mentioned that Jill Scott podcast was her favorite podcast and the episode that just dropped this week. And I guffawed when I saw yours because we had somebody mention the read before. Mm-hmm. And then Kimberly just mentioned Jill Scott. And then the other one that you said was Ratchet and Respectable. And I didn't yes. get an opportunity to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. So tell me about Ratchet and Respectable. Uh, no, the name alone 
me yes. gonna go back and listen to it because <laughs> all those things she's phenomenal her name uh, the host is Demetria L. Lucas she's originally a writer um but she did like a brief stint on reality tv she I think now she actually has a movie out she's not in the movie she one of her books was turned into a movie I think it's on TV one or BT, one of those. But anyway, she's just smart and witty and she's just insightful. Like she has things to say about everything. She recently, I think went through a divorce maybe like two years ago, maybe. And like, she like kind of led us into that space with her as she was going through her, her divorce. She just has a really nice, fresh take on pop culture and like politics a little bit especially like during the summertime when everything was going on. Like she just, she's just fun. Like she'll talk about like highbrow stuff, you know, and then she'll like bring it back down to like the, the most ratchet stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a good time. You need an escape, but not, not to go too far away from everything. You just go to that podcast. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I love the word ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a classic. Yeah, it really is true. So ratchet. Yes. Ooh, you she gotta, you, gotta, you know, you gotta roll your tongue on that one. You gotta roll the R's. <laughs> she brought in the ratchet. I think Terry Lomax coined the, the phrase clatchet, which is like classy ratchet. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be Terry Lomax coined Clatchet. Yes. And that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes you, they just got to know. Right. You know, even being ratchet is fine. Like, some, you just have to be sometimes. It's it's fine. It's okay. It's how they, they know you're serious. <laughs> serious? Yes. Listen. Listen. <laughs> like, it's so weird. She's putting her hair in a bun. Let's and she's taking off her earrings. Guys. <laughs> oh, you're meeting the real her. Okay. <laughs> she popped off her contacts. <laughs> Why is there Vaseline? What's going on here? So so who was I talking to? And they and I was like, and I put Vaseline on my face and they were like, What what's the Vaseline for? And I'm like, Oh, you don't know? Oh, no. I, I immediately turned up, because you don't know? <laughs> Homeboy gonna fuck you up because you don't know. <laughs> I was like, "That's so you're pretty. Don't get damaged, right?" right. <laughs> they just gonna get Vaseline in their nails. You gotta keep the pretty exactly. when you're throwing down. Yes, yes. Um, I remember who was I talking to? God, I have some hood moments in my life. <laughs> when I'm sitting there going, I don't know who I was talking to about. Right. Put Vaseline on my face. I know who it was. Was it yet? No, it wasn't Yana. It couldn't have been Yana. Like, but like, what inspired that conversation? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's why I was like, I have some hood moments because I don't even remember why that conversation came to be. About. <laughs> I need to get my life together. I need no. therapy. No, it's together. It's together. <laughs> we all need therapy, but your life is together. Okay. <laughs> COVID just to stop being COVID-y. Yeah. <laughs> my damn mind. Oh, so I am going to let Cheryl. Oh, I just heard Charlie. 
for all of our listeners, that's Charlie, that's Sherilyn's dog that can talk. See the <laughs> see the behind the scenes for that. <laughs> see, and, and the thing is, is I haven't like taught him not to bark because I also live in the hood, and so I do like to know when there's someone approaching my house. So. Yes. Makes sense. Charlie needs to mark where you live. Charlie <laughs> needs to mark. People need to know that he is here. And he but... is loud and he will rip out your jugular. <laughs> but so the ending of our segment is called Bisque Please, where you let us know your business, what's going on, anything you want to promote, whether it's just yourself, something you have going on. Let us oh, know, wow. let us know. Okay, okay. She had the shoulder shimmy. You guys can't see. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything in particular. Just, you know, come on over after listen to this podcast. Listen to mine, Be Well Sister Podcast. I'm on every streaming platform. Um, also, there's a website, um, thebewellsis.com. Um, yeah, let's just be friends. Be tribe. I'm weird. It's fine. You know, you will not regret it. Trust me. <laughs> but it's such like a refreshing, fun, weird. There's like weird that's creepy. And then there's us weird. <laughs> and if you can't rock with our us weird, we don't want you. Because Period. you're lame. Period. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let me rewind that. If you are not us weird, you need to listen to us because you need some <laughs> us weird in your life. Right. True. 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 And invite the us weird into it. Cassandra, thank you so much. You are a dream and a delight. And we absolutely had the best time talking to you. We love you so much. Thank you thank for joining you. us today. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. You guys are amazing and much success to you. And you guys are going to go far. And I'm happy to have a been on the episode, been on the show, because I was going to like politely like, hey, can I, can I please come? <laughs> um, so thank you for inviting me. But I'm just going to be happy to just to like cheer you guys on and just to watch you guys. So I'm really, really excited for y'all. Oh, thank, thank you, you ladies. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guests and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.